And now, a brand new episode of the Script to Screen News Hour here on Radio Lebanon 96.2 FM with hosts Alan Mahana and Hod Solo. What a start to 2019 it has been. What a start indeed. So much news, so much to get, uh, uh, you know, to to start talking about. Um, You know, the Golden Globes are tomorrow. Very exciting news. Uh, Oscar season is is well in its its stride. Um, You know, movies and all the campaigning. Uh, The Producers Guild Awards are also the PGA uh, nominations and all that stuff. I mean, I mean, this is it. This is the time to be a film uh, lover. This is the time to be a, a, a television lover as well as the, the you know, the, the new seasons of, of TV shows are, are being announced for 2019. Uh, shows are returning. New shows are launching. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And I couldn't do it alone. So here we go. The solo to my Chewbacca, Had Solo. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome aboard. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. That's good to hear, man. It's good to hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exciting kickoff to the year. I mean, 2019. It's 2019. It it's gonna like, be script to screens year. Let's just say. Let's yeah. just put that out there. It's gonna be an awesome year it's for us. It's gonna be the year of the script to screen. You know, like how in like the Chinese horoscopes or Japanese, you have the yeah, year of the yeah, dragon yeah. The and year the tiger. The, yep, yep. The year of the script to screen. It's the year of the script to screen. I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, so yeah, but a lot, a lot going on in Hollywood. We have so many stories that we want to cover. Uh, you know, from TV show stuff yeah. to to movie stuff, uh, castings and. Rumors and and uh, you know and franchises. Oh my! <laughs> so much going on. So, so much, much going on. on. We're gonna start off a little bit. We don't have a movie of the week this week. We'll start back up with the movies of the week starting next week. Yep. Um, you know, there. I mean, obviously, the first two weeks of January, you don't really get that much uh, uh, movie releases. That many movie releases. Um, but here we go. Next week, we're getting. Uh, we're getting the mule. Mm-hmm. We're getting how to train your dragon three. Can't wait for that. Yep. Um, so it's going to be exciting to talk about mo- those films n- next week. Um, um, so this week we decided to do uh, an outlook on the underdogs of 2019, the movies that not a lot of people are talking about, but we wanted to mention that we are sort of looking forward to uh, uh, in the 2019, in the year of 2019. Yep. Um, so I'm, I'm going to start us off real quick. Uh, there, there is a new Disney movie and I think Disney is trying to jump on another franchise here. This is what, you know, it, it feels like this is what's going on. They've been trying to do it and it wasn't successful. Right. With, uh, they're not cracker. Right. Right. So yeah. hopefully because this is a book series, it's, it's going to be, and hopefully well produced. The mm-hmm. trailer seemed pretty good visually. Mm-hmm. Um, Artemis Fowl, um, or full, I think full, foul, whatever. 
Um, so this one, it's a, it's a, it's almost like a sci-fi fantasy. Um, you know, uh, Artemis Fowl the the second is a young Irish criminal mastermind. He kidnaps the fairy leprechaun officer uh, Holly Short for ransom to fund the search for his missing father in order to restore the family fortune. I mean, it feels like a little bit of the Godfather meets a little bit of uh, I don't know, like uh, what do you call it? Reservoir Dogs, yeah. and then fantasy sci-fi adventure. So. Uh, um, it seems exciting. Nice. Um, uh, something right up Disney's alley with the magic and, and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be a good one. Nice. What about you? What do you got? Some of my movies are a bit more commercial than yours. Sure, and some sure. are, are in the same category as yours. Okay. But I'm going to start by The Upside with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Okay. Which is the remake of Entouchab, the yes. French movie, which I really love. Yes. Now, I'm not usually someone who's into remakes, but I watched the trailer and I found it very interesting. Okay. Because I liked the toned down Kevin Hart. Oh, okay. Because I, I do think Kevin Hart is someone that can be funny, uh-huh. but has been misused and stereotyped as the shouting character in yeah, all the yeah, movies. Yeah. So I want to see what he's going to do with this. Uh, it's a nice true story about a paraplegic guy and someone who has a criminal record. Okay. Uh, and who starts to take care of the paraplegic man yeah. who's very, very, very rich. And this is a story based in France, correct? Yeah, it's based okay. on a, a story that happened in France and it's a friendship about with, with these two people and it's, it's a, it was a very feel-good movie. Okay. So I want to see how they're going to do that. And plus it has Brian Cranston, which right. sure, sure. I absolutely Absolutely loved. Yeah, so I'm for very, sure. I'm looking forward uh, to, to that one. Are they setting it in the U.S. or are they also yeah, setting it in France? I, I, oh, I okay. believe so it's in the U.S. So they're completely and, readapting yeah. this story. And Nicole Kidman's in it too. Oh, okay. So, wow. So let's see that's how a, that goes. Yeah. That's a massive cast. Okay. Uh, is she going to be the love interest? I don't I'm know. Guessing? In, in the French movie, uh, there's a secretary and there's no love interest between okay. uh, Philippe the okay. main character and her. In this movie, I don't know if they're going to, you know, kind of play okay, around with okay, this story. Because okay, sometimes okay. they tend to do that. Yeah, for sure. So for let's sure. see Let's see how it goes. Uh, the second one that I'm I'm looking forward to, and, and it's funny because I normally like to look forward to movies based on more than just who is in it. But this one is purely just because who is in it. Yeah. Um, it's A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood uh, where mm. Tom Hanks is going to be portraying Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Um, I saw the picture of Tom Hanks in costume. You can't, I mean, his smile is so infectious. It's I mean, Tom Hanks. it's Tom Hanks. You can't go wrong with Tom Hanks. Uh, it's been a while since we've seen him on the screen. I think yeah. the last thing he did was Inferno. Was it not? No, I think he had the bad movie, uh, The Circle. Or was that before? Yes, yes, The Circle with uh, Emma, Emma Watson, Watson and yeah, uh, Boyega. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think I think that was the last thing. Okay, well, that's probably why. You, you know what's funny about Tom Hanks is the guy is so lovable. Uh-huh. When they put him as a, a serial, not uh, as a killer, yeah, or like a to, villain, in or Road something. to Perdition, he yeah. was lovable. Yeah, yeah. And you can't hate. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's really hard. So that's the second one on my list. Okay, I'm going to name a couple and then talk about a third one. Okay. Because we talked about these last week. Sure. Uh, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. The new Tarantino, Tarantino's film. That yeah. Sarah had mentioned last week. And, and we're has, coming close with Tarantino because he has like a cap, right? Because yeah. he said. After the 10th movie, he said, he's going to yeah, stop. He's going to stop. And this is, I think this is number number eight or eight, nine. Yeah. So we're almost there. Yeah. So there's Kurt Russell in it, Margot Robbie, Leo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt. Massive cast. Al Pacino, Dakota Fanning. So it's like a very Massive cast. Yeah, yeah. Also a movie cast. I mentioned last week is The Irishman yeah. with a, the Scorsese movie on Netflix mm-hmm. with Pesci, uh, De Niro. And I think it was rumored to be Netflix's most expensive yeah. production to date. Yeah. 
Let's see. Let again. Netflix haven't had. Yeah, it's been hit or miss. A lot of, a lot of luck with movies, but let's hope that works. So the, the third movie I want to talk about a bit more in depth is actually John Wick Chapter Three. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's like uh, para, Parabellum. That's the yeah, name of the Parabellum, third. Exactly. Parabellum. Exactly. And and it continues off after mm-hmm. the uh, events of Chapter Two, where uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Kills the bad guy in the hotel where yeah, they're not allowed he's to. He's broken k- rules. He's, he's now rogue. Rules, and he's wanted for like 14, 15 million yeah, yeah, dollars. Yeah. And I think this has been, I think, the best action franchise in the past maybe four or five years. You know, years. I'm a big fan of the John Wick series, I've got to say. They're, they're very I'm a good. huge fan of that series. It's, it's action done right. Yes. Yeah. It's Keanu done right. Yeah, it's yeah. Keanu also, done right. Also. Um, um, I love it. Yeah. I love the series. I am looking forward to chapter three a lot. Uh, uh, and I'm also looking forward to the, to the TV series yes. spinoff. The because hotel. The, hotel yeah. the history of the hotel and the, and the assassins and all exactly. that stuff. So Ian McShane is rumored to be in it. Uh, also, and Lawrence Fishburne is rumored yeah. to be in it because their characters are kind are, of, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I'm loving the expansion of this universe yeah, for it's a sure. Nice, it's a nice expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. I, uh, I saw that, a couple of movies, but go, go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> that was a little awkward silence there. Uh, uh, um, okay, and the third one for me um, is a Velvet Buzzsaw. And mm-hmm. uh, this one's a, com- a combination between story and who's attached to this project. So Dan Gilroy is directing this. And Dan Gilroy, Gilroy um, was involved with Nightcrawler and a few other really, really good films. Yeah. Um, he's also bringing back Jake Gyllenhaal to mm-hmm. star in this film. And I love their work together. I mean, Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is, is, I mean, it's such a great movie. It's such a great movie. Um, and and the, the setup for this is it's uh, big money artists and mega collectors pay a high price when art collides with commerce. And I almost feel like it's going to be some wacky, you know, horror, scary, twisted thriller. It, it is, it is uh, the, the category on IMDb is horror thriller. Okay. So, uh, you know, you read the log line for this and you see who's attached and then you're like, horror thriller, where is the horror thriller part of it? So I'm guessing it's going to be something really, really like nice. mind bendy, psychotic. Could, could be. You it's know? an interesting combination. Yeah, and and anything with Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm game. Yeah. So. Yep. That's it for for me. I have a couple more. I'm going to okay. Quickly, go ahead. Uh, there's Rocket Man. Yes. Uh, Elton, Elton John, John biopic with yes. uh, Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton as Elton John. Uh, I think that's going to be fun. Yeah. And finally, uh, there's a movie called Gemini Man, directed by Ang Lee. Okay. And it's with Will Smith, Clive Owen. Uh, and uh, it, it sounds very interesting because, first of all, we haven't had a decent Will Smith movie in a while. In a long time. And, and Will Smith, I think, can act. Will yeah, Smith, no, no, he's is, good. He's a good actor. And he it's, is. Shouldn't be the genie, but he is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's a year of his comebacks, I guess. But I'm looking forward to Gemini Man, not Aladdin. I'm looking uh, forward to Bad Boys 3, honestly. But is that this? No, no it's, it's not, not this year. year. It's probably, but I'm still yeah. looking for. I oh, mean, definitely. I'm definitely looking oh, forward definitely. to it. And it's a story of a hitman that faces off against a younger clone of himself. So it's a bit a la Looper. So, yeah, I was just going to so say it's like, like Loopery, but Ang Lee. Ang Lee could be interesting. Could yeah. Be, could be fun. I don't know if Ang Lee has done. He's not, he hasn't done anything action wise, has he? Uh, he's done the Hulk, the first Hulk. Yeah, so he hasn't done anything action-wise, has he? <laughs> well played, well played. Because that, I don't, I don't no. want, I don't know, no, Mm-mm. just no, <laughs> just so no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, oh, so I'm actually curious to see how that's going to turn out. Yeah, 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 for sure, so for sure, much. For sure, for sure, for sure.
All right. So if you thought that 2019 or uh, 2018 was going to be the last year for sequels, remakes, reboots, and whatnot, you were horribly wrong. Yeah, completely, <laughs> completely wrong. <laughs> Oh, man. If anything, I feel like this is the only way that Hollywood's going to be able to survive right now is because of these things, which is a very, very sad it's statement. It's sad because they think this is the only way they can survive. Right, right, They're right. just being lazy. Yes. Hollywood, stop being lazy. Okay. Um, but lo and behold, the, the, uh, the savior of creativity... <laughs> Uh, a, a man who, uh, uh, an actor uh, who I have grown to respect and love more and more with every single thing that he has done, um, all the way from his initial launching in The Office as the character of Jim, um, John Krasinski. I have glitter on my hand. Yes, I was I was about to bring that up, but I feel like I, why, people listening to that. Well, it's because of the Christmas tree that was so much glitter all over me. The the Christmas tree, the golden Christmas tree that was on the table, apparently sprinkles uh, golden sparkles. Should I, should I make a wish or like fly or Let I don't know? Let me call know. the Make a Wish Foundation <laughs> first. Um, so, so John Krasinski, John Krasinski, yeah, yeah. <laughs> savage, savage. <laughs> Um, John Krasinski um, is back in the news again yeah. um, because of uh, uh, the sequel to A Quiet Place, yeah. which I'm hoping they call A Quieter Place because I just feel like it's the best title. Copyright, John. <laughs> Copyright. Yeah, we, we named it here first, Mr. Krasinski. Um, um, you don't have to pay us. Just put me in the movie and I'm good. Um, you could be one of the monsters. I can, wow, really solo, rude. <laughs> um, so, okay, so the article that we read basically um, discussed um, what Krasinski's kind of uh, view or vision for the sequel is going to be. Yeah. He confirmed he's not coming back, thank the Lord, because I would not have wanted to see him back in, yeah. in you know, I don't want it to be that kind of a franchise, mm -hmm. or, or please don't make it a franchise. Um, or well, maybe. It, it might. Or maybe. It might. Um, but here's the thing. So the reason why this is kind of exciting is because of what Krasinski's doing. So leave it to Krasinski to kind of flip sequels on their head. And instead of doing something before and instead of doing something after, he might be doing something during. In parallel. To yes. Which is kind of interesting. So instead of going further down the line in the storyline or picking up with the characters that were introduced in the, A Quiet Place or going back and giving us details that we really do not need, like I would much rather not know where those creatures came from or why they're here. Or, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Right? He is actually going to show us, possibly show us, how other people we're dealing with the same problem. Yeah. Because, which is very interesting. Yeah, because it's a universal problem. It's, right. It's a worldwide issue, this apparently. It's very interesting for me. And Storytelling-wise, yeah. it's genius. I mean, this, what we had was one side of the story, one family. One family, not uh, even one side. Yeah. You okay. just had one, one family. family. So what about, like, someone else? Maybe not a family. Maybe strangers brought together. Right. Maybe, uh, maybe a kind new, of walking uh, dead -y. Yeah. And I think I think kind of walking daddy. Look, I think if it's done right, I do believe the universe is expandable. Yes. Yes. But but then I don't know what they'll do if they will go back in time and like show us how it all started and because I I don't know how how they're going to deal with this. It it look, it it's going to be a lot of fun mm -hmm. if if they do it like that with yep. different families and it it 
I mean, imagine the possibilities. You might not even have to do it in the U.S. It could be a, a family, right. a family in France, right, or a family in the in the U.K. Right, or, and so so very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. You know, from a quiet place to a quiet planet. Oh, copyright again. <laughs> copyright again. Um, no, I'm, I'm super excited yeah. about this. I really am. The only request that I have, um, if they're even, I mean, I, I'm sure they're not even listening, but the only wish, let's just make it a wish. The only wish that I have is that they have a game plan and an expiration date. Mm -hmm. Let's not make 13 A Quiet Places. Yeah. Let's not make, you know, this uh, spin-offs and, and whatever. Let's have a set beginning, middle, and end and go for it. Mm -hmm. Want it to be a trilogy? Let's make it a trilogy and just be done with yeah. it. You know what I mean? Let's not do like 17,000 versions of this movie because what we have with The Quiet Place is something very special. Mm -hmm. Let's not tarnish it by maybe spreading the story too thin. Yeah. That is my only request. Agreed. You know, they're not going to come off just by you, you know, playing with the sparkles. I don't know. They're just, just too it's very annoying. annoying. Yeah. I know. I know. I get it. Okay. So moving on. <laughs> I feel like Jordan sparkles. Um, moving on. So, okay. We on the show try to limit our discussion of Star Wars Episode Nine as much as possible because the solo to my Chewbacca doesn't like <laughs> delving into too much. So I have to limit what things I can talk about and we can talk about on the show. All of you out there who are big Star Wars fans, trust me, I am like itching to discuss certain, certain things, but I really can't because I do respect Thank you. Mr. Solo. Um, we can discuss it on my Twitter. If anybody yeah, you there. can yeah. DM Alan. Yes, DM me and we can discuss it all you want. So, but this is something that's very interesting yeah. without ruining too much. Exactly. So apparently there's going to be a lot more Carrie Fisher in episode nine than we thought. Mm -hmm. Because at first the rumors were that it was going to be un, uh, unused scenes from The Force Awakens. Correct. Now it seems that it's unused scenes from The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. So that's very interesting, but it's also very scary for me. Mm -hmm. And let me finish my thought, and then you and I can discuss. So um, the reason why it's scary is because in my mind, J.J. Abrams already has a massive job to do, which is bring this entire saga to a close, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of story that needs to interconnect. My issue with using these unused scenes is the possible limitations these are going to put onto the story because we need to fit those scenes in. Yeah. And I'm afraid that not episode nine is going to end up being some hodgepodge collage movie. And I really don't want the last Skywalker saga movie to be that. I don't want it to be this like... In Arabic, we have a term where it says like spit and, uh, spit and stick, you know, like... Mm. Uh, I don't want it to be that. That's why I used hodgepodge uh, or collage. Yeah. I don't want it to be that. I don't want it to be to have a very choppy feel like, ooh, you know, like, oh, we'll stick this in here. I'm sure JJ won't do this, but it makes me nervous nonetheless. Your thoughts? My, look, I, I understand you, but I feel safer about the whole okay. thing. Because had they wanted not to use Princess Leia at all, they could have. Yes. They could have been like... Uh, she passed she in passed that year and, and a half. That was... That exactly. Was and yeah. the story continues, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So they probably have some material. Mm -hmm. And knowing that the Star Wars universe now is very critical, everyone is on the edge of their seat, everyone wants to attack, everyone wants to say something. I think they are properly 
thinking of how to end this. How to end this, yeah. And keep in mind that, okay, this is the end of the Skywalker, Skywalker saga. saga. But well, it's not, I, I'll, I'll yeah. use quotes for yeah. until further exactly. notice. Exactly. But it's not the end of Star Wars. It's not right. the end of that universe. Right, right. And they don't want to damage themselves. And Goodness, they don't I hope not. I so, really hope not. So, I can't live in a world without Star So I Wars, think they'll honestly. use her smartly. Uh, definitely there's the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. which plays in which is v- very interesting and uh, and you have the, some new characters uh, some new old characters so like Lando's gonna be in it mm-hmm. I think it, I have a good feeling about this unlike uh, well yeah, played unlike what Han would say yeah uh, well I mean Han well, did say this in, in Solo, Solo. <laughs> correct so uh, as reference to Solo I have a good feeling about it I think I think JJ started with something, had something in the middle to, to kind of work with uh, Ryan Johnson's work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he'll be able to to to, to complete it properly. He, he he's someone who's worked on so many different kinds of stories all his life right, on Alias, right. on on Lost, on Mission Impossible, Fringe, Mission on Fringe, Impossible, so, Star Trek. So yeah, so he's he's been around the block. He yeah, knows how yeah. to story I mean, tell. Again, again. Yeah, I'm not afraid of JJ's yeah. uh, um, ability to do this. It just makes me a little nervous because mm-hmm. uh, in the limita- possible limitations that this can yeah. that this can put the the story in. But nobody's nobody's better at at um, putting things in a box than JJ nice. Abrams. Yeah, or uh, under the hatch. Under the hatch. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Indeed. Speaking of nostalgia and things yep. coming to an end, we are in the end game now. Um, Robert Downey Jr.'s Endgame, in fact, is here. Um, his contract ends with Avengers Endgame. So does Chris Evans, correct? And Chris Hemsworth's. And Chris Hemsworth's. So here is my take on this. I'm actually... Um, okay, so there it's twofold. Um, I am very happy that these three actors might be going out with a bang... And might be going out in a way that is preserving their characters in such a beautiful place um, instead of them being overused to the point where we're just sick of it and the storyline is going to start kind of repeating itself. Um, I think what Robert Downey Jr. did is going to be something that we'll never, ever, ever forget. Um, he's always going to be Tony Stark in our eyes. Nobody's going to ever be, I think maybe years down the line, you'll have people talking about, you know, Downey Jr.'s uh, RDJ's Tony Stark versus whoever else they're going to cast at some point, maybe in the future. Um, so I'm actually glad that with Endgame, we're, we're almost getting like a reset, to the Avengers. Um, I'm nervous about the reset, however, because I almost feel like this reset is going to end up being, um, and I kind of will mention this later on because this isn't the only Marvel-centric <laughs> topic that we have today. I'm nervous about what that means for the reset. So I'll keep that for later. You can talk so that we can finish off the final thing we want to talk about before we move on. Yep. I'm trying to look at things a bit more scientifically and, okay. and logically, quote-unquote. Okay. Okay, so Robert Downey Jr. is 53. Mm-hmm. I just Googled to check. Uh, Evans and Hemsworth are 35 and 37, so they're closer to that age, age mm-hmm. range. I think it would make sense for Robert Downey Jr. to retire, the yes. Iron Man costume at this yes. point. Yes, yes, yes. Now, there's been a lot of speculations as to Chris Evans, uh, whether it's his last movie or not. So he right. tweeted right. and so right. on. And right. then the Russo brothers said, be careful, you might see him in the future. 
Mm-hmm. It's not sure. My money's on Chris Hemsworth staying. Yes. Because of uh, Ragnarok, what yes. happened. So they yes. rejuvenated yes. the character. They gave him a second life. Uh, I think they do need some of the original Avengers cast members to stay. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, and his chemistry with with whoever he encounters is always very interesting. Yes. So with Rocket, yes. uh, it was very interesting. Uh, with Valkyrie and Hulk. So yeah, I mean, I, he, loved, I loved the Thor arc in uh, uh, Infinity yeah. War. So, so I loved the it's, Thor arc. So it's arc. very interesting. He's a very interesting character. So I, I think, think there's a lot more to Thor, I yeah. think, than we've seen. And I, and I agree with you on yeah. that. And before James Gunn was fired, he was in charge of the whole new cosmic Yes, uh, yes, universe of Marvel. So cosmic Thor is and Asgard and space yeah, yeah, and so yeah, on yeah, and, yeah. and Guardians. So, so that, that's what I think is going to kind of happen. Yeah. Now, um, I hope that they do justice to the movie. Uh, I'm very excited about the movie. I can't wait. I'm counting the days, <laughs> the, the minutes, are. the hours, the seconds. <laughs> I, know, I know you are. Uh, I, know you I, are. I, I think they will do justice to all these characters. Okay. I think the characters that should go out with a bang will go out with a bang. Okay. Let it be Tony, Chris, uh, sorry, Tony, Thor, or uh, Captain, or, yeah. or whoever, whoever else. Marvel do know what they're doing yeah. when it comes yeah. to this. Yeah. They've yeah. had this for the next, the last t- 10 years. I'm a bit. I'm starting to be a bit more concerned about the future, because minus James Gunn, Captain Marvel. Mm. Uh, so I don't know what's gonna happen next. They really yeah. need. Yeah. I, I think yeah. the only solid franchise they actually have, in my opinion, is Black Panther from yeah. from, from the new one. Yeah. Ant yeah. Man has its weaknesses. Yeah. Doctor Strange has potential. It has potential. Spider Man is, is Spider-Man gray is, right now because of the because yeah, of the contracts and all exactly. that stuff. So, so yeah. big question mark as to phase four. Yeah. Huge question yeah. mark. Finally, really quick, um, Disney apparently, allegedly, will save around $90 million by not casting Johnny Depp in the new Pirates of the Caribbean movies. I'm still not on board with with this at all. Um, <coughs> excuse Bless me. Bless you. Um, I'm still not on board with this at all. I think it's too soon to kind of do a new Pirates, a reset on Pirates. I think it's way too soon. Um, and this whole idea of it being a female pirate just bothers me for whatever reason. Um, and again, nothing against female characters, uh, or whatever. It's just for this, it just bothers me for whatever reason. Um, so I'm still not on board. I think, you know, if Disney wants to save money, let's just not do another pirates movie for a while and focus your cash on creating new content and new creative original content versus rehashing or beating a dead horse, which is this franchise. So that that's my opinion on that. Okay, I'm with you uh, on waiting, giving it a bit more time. Yeah. But I am with rebooting the franchise. Okay. Because initially Johnny Depp was a supporting character. In the first movie, he wasn't the... True, the, the, true. And, but he stole the show. He did. And then it became the Jack Sparrow show. Mm-hmm. I still do believe it's called Pirates of the Caribbean. The, the ride in Disneyland never it's, featured yeah. Jack Sparrow. It featured pirates. And then... Well, it it they, features them now. Yeah, now. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> after the movie. Yeah. Uh, so I think they can create any character and create a pirate story because, because pirate stories are endless and yeah, possibly yeah, yeah, and treasures sure, and, sure, and so sure. on. So I think it's, it's a franchise that can be fun. It does need a rest, as you said. Yes. They need a break, take yes. a breather. And financially... The movies have kind of gone down and down, down and down hill. and down yeah, and down. Yeah. The last movie was, I think, uh, financially didn't do well at yeah, all. Yeah, it didn't do well. So, yeah, $90 million minus... Although it was losing. actually pretty good. 
I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. Oh, I enjoyed it. All right. So, so yeah, $19 million my, but plus, yeah, minus, sure, and sure. financially it makes more sense. Yes. Maybe start with new talents. I, I, think what, I think what Hollywood needs to learn in, the, in these coming years is to, to not rush out and make movies like Apple makes iPhones. Agreed. I think the idea of just like letting things settle and giving us time to absorb a movie. Um, um, well, th- that's what happened with Transformers. Yeah. First one came out, they had taken their time, it was really good. Yeah. And then they wanted to pop boom, a Transformer boom, boom, every boom, year. Boom, boom, boom. boom. It's it like, the it crap. Yeah. Until exactly. they took their time to do Bumblebee. They've had a few yeah. years. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Um, let's see. So, moving right along here, uh, Zombieland 2. Yep. The uh, the movie that could have, would have, maybe will, who knows, maybe finally happening. <laughs> it's about damn time. I know, right? Uh, the little movie that could. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> Uh, there are new casting rumors now uh, surrounding Zombieland 2, so why don't you uh, uh, share those casting rumors with us, considering there are two actors that you absolutely adore. Yep, well, one of them I adore, the other I, I, I like. Uh, so yeah, Zombieland came out almost 10 years ago, yeah. in 2009, yes. and they've been talking about a sequel for ages, and between Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin, Woody Harrelson, and Jesse Eisenberg freeing their schedules and having time to do a movie together. It's always been postponed and postponed mm-hmm. and postponed mm-hmm. and postponed and delayed. Uh, in the first movie, there was a magnificent and hilarious cameo by Bill Murray, uh, who pretended to be a zombie and he was still alive. And it was, it was hilarious. Now, for some reason, him and Dan Aykroyd, so ex-Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. are in talks to have another cameo in the second Zombieland, if it comes to be. Uh, they were the highlight. Uh, sorry, uh, Bill Murray was the highlight of the first movie for me. I loved Zombieland. It was a lot of fun. It was an original take on zombies. I was it just was, gonna say I loved how the film was so unique and creative exactly. and funny. It was and it's hilarious. Just a ride. It was such a the, ride. And the chemistry between the actors. Oh was my superb. god! Oh my god! Superb. Yeah, yeah. They're all like lovable and hilarious and fun and heroic, and they all have their moments. Now here's my only pickle with the whole issue. Sometimes when when movies tend to take too long to happen, mm, yeah, 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 and they do them, they're either rushed or the product isn't good. So that happened with a movie I, I don't think you actually like, Anchorman, the first one. No, I love Anchorman. Oh, you love Anchorman because you, yeah. you're not a big I'm not fan a big of- Will Ferrell fan, okay. but Anchorman one and two are actually hilarious. Well, the movies. second one for me was a big disappointment. It was really? a very it was a very long wait. Okay. And then when the second one came out, I was like, eh, Honestly, it, for it? me, see, but this is the thing. So, like, yeah. in Anchorman, my favorite character is Steve Carell. So okay. I love that. It's because I love Steve Carell. It's because I love Steve Carell. So, I watch Anchorman for Steve Carell okay. and not necessarily for Will for Ferrell. For Anchorman. Yeah, so not for <laughs> the Anchorman. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but when a movie takes too long to, to happen, sometimes it just harms. Your expectations keep growing and growing yeah, and growing yeah, and growing. Yeah, and then... Yeah. Boom. And then it's it not what, what you want it to be. And yeah. Again, hoping that they do make it and hoping that it is successful and is funny. Uh, let's wait and see. Let's, let's wait, and see. wait and see. Hollywood. Indeed. Talking about waiting and seeing, mm-hmm. um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is back on the Rumorville. Yeah. Um, is, is revisiting Rumorville. Can we call that now? Like every time there's a rumor, can we you say could. let's visit Rumorville? Because it's it's kind of like, it's cool. Sure. Or Rumorwood. Rumorwood. Ooh, I like Rumorwood. It's like Hollywood Rumorwood. Yeah, mm. Rumorwood. 
Now I'm going to have to do it every now and then. Yeah, all right. So Guardians of the Galaxy 3 rumors uh, surround, let's see. So there are two potential characters that have been rumored to be in the third uh, volume three of uh, um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And now there's also a potential director attached to this in uh, the form of Adam McKay, mm-hmm. uh, whose recent film Vice has been yep. very kind of divisive too. A lot of people love it. A lot of people are just very confused because apparently the edit is very interesting in the okay. movie and, and whatnot. Well, it's funny because um, because he did the he did Anchorman. He did Anchorman. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Adam McKay is in, in talks to. Uh, he's been having ongoing conversations with Kevin Feige. He actually said this in a recent article, um, and that he would not say no if the offer was to become official. He would not say no to take on Guardians of the Galaxy 3, um, and he thinks that he would choose the character of Nova, who is an officer, uh, uh, like intergalactic uh, uh, police officer, mm-hmm. so she would kind of be the center of, of uh, the third volume. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but that contradicts the ending of the second Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. the after scene credit. Yeah, it, it contradicts a lot of things yeah. and it bothers me because, and this is something I kind of teased yep. earlier, I fear that the MCU is just going to end up being a whole bunch of women and colored people. Not that there's a problem with that because, again, I don't want to sound like I'm being racist or sexist, but um, can we not do the political game with the MCU? Because you've been doing so well, MCU. You've been doing so Let's not crash and burn by by doing this. Let's keep things equal amongst everybody and and not like, you know, do a little flipty flipty gender bendy race switcheroo kind of <laughs> thing. Let's just let's just keep things nice and and pretty as they have been for the past ten years. Um, you know, yeah, obviously like, they're obviously they're meeting a lot of criticism over Captain Marvel. Like, let's not let's not choose these characters that are completely, you know. I think. Look, I don't have a problem with uh, anyone coming to the MCU as long as they make sense in terms of storytelling and yes, so on. Yes, obviously. And so, male, female, uh, ethnic, not ethnic, what, whatever. Uh, I have an issue with continuity. Uh, so yeah, at story, the end, the yeah, story so, so at the yeah. end of uh, Guardians Two, they tease Adam Warlock, and Adam Warlock is one of the biggest characters in Marvel. Mm-hmm. He is uh, he has a big role in Infinity Wars in the in the comics and the Infinity yeah. Gauntlet. Which I don't think that that's the uh, that's no. the way they're going. No, no at all. they're not. But he is a character they could put money on and can expand and has a following and has a certain knowing. Now Captain Marvel, the issue. Okay, let me try to restructure it. When, when they did Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. no one had heard of them. No, oh, absolutely. When they did Iron Man, yeah. barely, any, a lot of, uh, barely anyone knew but, about but Iron, it Iron had, Man. But it had a good combination of director, a screenwriter, and characters and actors and casting, and that worked. And for me still, Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. 1 by far is, for me, way better than the second one. I like it. Way oh, more. I love the second. I one. like it way more. Let me let me rephrase. Mm. I like the first one way more than the second one. Okay, let's just put it that way. Okay. I like the second one more than the first. Oh, okay. One. V- vice versa. Vice versa. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but, <laughs> <laughs> but then again, it's gonna become our thing. Now. <laughs> but 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 then again, uh, Marvel. I lost my chain of thought because uh, of your. Blah, 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 blah. Damn, damn it. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so it was uh, good casting and so on, good storytelling. With Captain Marvel. With Captain Marvel. I don't. I, th- I think they want to 
fluke it again or like put all that money into yeah. trying to do that. I hope I'm wrong. I really Look, hope me I'm too, wrong. I love the MCU. You I know have, this. Yeah. I, I don't think it's going to go the way it should. No, I don't think so either. Again, let's hope I'm wrong. Let's see how things go. And again, I'm a bit worried because she, Captain Marvel plays a role in Endgame. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Now, she won't be playing alone in Endgame, which is good. She'll have this. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so that'll be, be a good test also so to see how her chemistry works plays with the other, with the other with the characters. Other, exactly. other characters. So, so let, again, going back to what we said before, I am worried about phase four. Mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm, going to happen? Mm-hmm. How it's going to be structured? Let's wait and see. Let's wish for the best. Always. And four, I'm just going to finish with this. For Guardians 3... I am team Taika Waititi. Oh, I, me too. I think, I yeah, think. Yeah, if it's between Adam McKay and Taika, I go Taika. I think he brought something to Thor, which was fantastic. Yes. I see him portraying, like uh, carrying the, the yes, Guardians yes, of the Galaxy. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, really quick, we move around. Uh, we'll move along. Yeah. Uh, just a really quick about this next one, because it, it, you really, we really don't need to say much. Yeah. Um, the Mandalorian brings on board Ludwig Goransson to compose the music. Hell to the yes. I mean, last week I talked about my two favorite yes. scores. They were by him. So I I'm am, on board. I'm so on board for this. Yeah. I'm so on board for this. The, 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 Kind of like westerny feel of the Mandalorian with what Ludwig can do with music. I think we're in for a freaking amazing yeah, soundtrack. I agree. Um, I'm just imagining him combining a lot of like some of Williams' themes and adding a lot of his own, and just oh, yeah. I am pumped for this. Yeah, he's gonna be fun. He's 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 a very talented yes. composer. He's yes. done so much. And he's again, one to look for. Like yeah. he's right up there for he's me with, on, with yeah. uh, Michael Giacchino. Yeah. So uh, he's one of the big players in the future. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so 2019 TV series. Um, here are some that are new that I'm looking forward to, and then you'll talk about ones that are the returning. returning ones. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to Netflix. Uh, actually, I think two of them are Netflix. Um, Carmen San Diego is apparently doing a, a comeback. Okay. And I'm excited about. I saw the trailer this morning. It actually looks pretty good. Um, and I'm also excited about the Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, this is uh, Jim Henson's puppeteering and they're doing it very classically with the puppets and not a lot of CGI and all that stuff, so I'm pumped about that. I'm also very excited about the Umbrella Academy, and I believe this is on the Sci-Fi Network. It's based off of a graphic novel series. Um, It's a school of assassins and all that stuff, so it looks really, really cool. Um, As well as... uh, Oh, no, no, wait. The Umbrella... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yes. Um, And... um, uh, I Am the Night, which is on TNT. It stars Chris Pine. It's very true detective-y, but something a little different. Um, and then obviously also The Mandalorian and Star Wars, the animated series, The Clone Wars is also making a comeback, so I'm excited about those. Okay, mine are series which are actually old. Uh, they've been on, two of them are- uh, Well, returning. Been, yeah, returning. Yeah, yeah. Two of them have been on, like produ- being produced over last year, so we didn't see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stranger Things and Game of Thrones. Yes, yes, Very yes. excited about the both. final season of GOT. Exactly, and- uh, It's about damn strange, time. Stranger Things, you know, takes place a year after. And in the summer. And in summer, and fourth, yeah. it starts on the 4th of July. Yeah, it's yeah, very interesting. yeah, very interesting. And finally, I think, I think you we're both on board for this, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. We've been waiting for this. Nice. Yeah, on NBC, let's see. Yes. If, if there's going to be kind of a change, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, I almost, uh, there might be a little bit, but, I think. But, but I don't think it will be that. Yeah. Are we already losing one cast member, are we not? Uh, yeah, uh, Chelsea, uh, Gina. Yeah, Chelsea. Per, what's her name? Chelsea Peretti. I yeah, think. 
Yeah. Yeah. She's going to decrease. Decrease. Yeah. 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 Um, so those are two shows. And True Detective season three. Yes, for sure. Marshala. Marshala Ma- Ma- Ali. Marshala Ali is, is the lead in this yeah. one. It seems pretty, pretty good as well. Okie dokie box office okie. Yeah, not not very excited about this. this no, week. not really. I'm not either. But we honestly. got to do what we got to do. We got to do what we got to do indeed. Um, yeah. I mean, ow, ow, this hurts me so much. So, so much. Let's this, go through this quickly like a band-aid. This hurts me on like removing so many, a band-aid. On so many levels. <laughs> why? Why God? Why? Um, okay, so in, in number five. In number five, uh, we've got uh, Bumblebee um, um, with, let's see. So this week it got 5,942, uh, um, I guess, entries. Entries. Um, with a total run of 13,480, uh, and it's been in the movie theaters for two weeks. Now, it's slowly build, been dropping down the top 10 uh, or the top five yeah. um, and slowly into the top 10. Um, and we've seen that because of the limited screenings, actually, for this film. Yeah. And the timings so, of the screenings. And the timings of the screenings as well. Um, so that's in a number five. Number four, Mary Poppins Returns. It's been out for one week and has done 15,453 entries. Not bad, but I doubt it will be here next week. Yeah, I'm not sure either. I mean, it still has pretty decent amount of screenings. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, and then if you know, it's very interesting for me to notice the difference between um between the the fifth, you know, between number five and four, the, just the number of yeah. entries is in, is insane. Uh, I was expecting Bumblebee to actually do a lot better. Yeah. Um. You know, two weeks in in two weeks, it's only ra- it's only gotten thirteen thousand four hundred eighty entries, whereas Poppins had fifteen k. Yeah. Um. In week one, uh, it's it's just it's very interesting here. Very very interesting. Yeah. Um. In at number three is the king of the oceans, the ocean master himself, Aquaman. Yep. Um, three weeks running. Uh, this week it did nineteen. It, it had nineteen thousand one hundred eighty-five entries, with a total run of fifty-seven thousand five hundred seventy-one entries so far. And here's a drastic change between number three and number four. Right. It's right. massive. A Lebanese movie called Time Out mm-hmm. with, I guess... You mean Mag- number three and number two? Yeah, sorry, number three and number two. Yeah. With Maggie Bourgosson. Mm-hmm. And it has, at its second week, has 45,766 entries with a total of 89,049 89, entries. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And in number one? As to how confused the Lebanese audience is. Um, in number one, we've got another Lebanese movie uh, called Maharaja. Um, and look at the numbers yeah, here. Also. Um, two weeks running. This week it had 53,945,000 entries. Um, with a total run of 107,949 entries. Why, Lebanese audience? Why? Yeah, I think I don't understand you. I think in the coming two, three weeks, it'll uh, pass uh, Kafanaum. Oh, but most likely. Yeah. 
It's it's insane to me that this is even a reality that we're living in. Are we in a parallel universe? No, we're in Lebanon, which makes sense. No. Um, I almost want to just go. Look, I'm happy for 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 Lebanese movie investors and for making movies. Forget about the quality of the movie. Sure, yeah. But, look, and yes, yeah, so it's a Lebanese course, movie. It's from, successful, so that's great. From an industry level, it's great. But, like, these movies aren't going to take our country anywhere. Like, no. they're not going to bring us recognition. They're not going to do anything for us. No, it's, these movies are purely there for financial... Yeah. For, for business I mean, purposes, to, you make, know, to make a quick buck. They're TV movies blasted on, no. a, on a big screen. Exactly. They're not even... I mean, I don't... Whatever. Yeah. Um, we're going to be called haters of the Lebanese uh, industry now. But it is what it is. We're critical. We're not hating. Yeah. Um, and we're very confused. <laughs> um, as far as our script to screen recommendations uh, this week, um, why don't you go ahead and jump on with yours? I am going to surprise you with a soundtrack. Ooh, snap. I told you that I'm going to try to like diversify, diversify. my Diversify. Yes, uh, indeed. It's actually the soundtrack. It's not a score. It's a soundtrack to okay. the movie Cadillac Records. Ooh, with uh, yes. Adrian Brody, Beyonce, yes, uh, yes, 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 uh, the whole schmoes is in it, mm-hmm. and the music is just fantastic because uh, uh, Beyonce does a lot of Etta James's songs, which are mm-hmm. very hard songs to sing mm-hmm, technically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she has a rendition of "At Last" and "I'd Rather Go Blind," which are honestly to die for. Okay, they can okay. compete with Etta James. Ooh, you're saying very dangerous. Yeah, words. yeah, but but listen to them; they're they're wonderful, and, okay. and a lot of, a lot of Cadillac Records classic mm-hmm. songs are on there, and it's it's very bluesy, very uh, R and B ish, but you know, old school R and B ish. Uh, the movie not so fantastic, but the soundtrack. The soundtrack is love it. Definitely recommend it if you're into that kind of music. Cool. Yeah. Cool beans. Your turn, buddy. My turn. Um, so I'm going to recommend. I don't know. I, I almost. I'm, I'm confused whether or not I've recommended this film before, but I'm going to recommend it anyway. Um, I'm going to be recommending um, Kubo and the Two Strings. Mm, um, I think we've talked about it. I we've don't talked about it, but I don't think I've recommended it. So no. I am going to recommend it. I think um, it's a fantastic film. The film is so good. It's so good. It's stop motion animation. It's it's uh, Travis it, Knight. Travis Knight as director. He's the director of Bumblebee, and I think this is the, one of the only reasons why uh, a Bumblebee is succeeding so yeah. well. Um, um, you know, no, because that, John, and, Cena, and, John Cena's in it. So yeah. Well, yo, core, okay. WWE. Um, I think Travis Knight uh, is a great director and a great storyteller. Um, Kubo and the Two Strings is is so heartfelt. It's so, yeah. so, so good. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really great film. Uh, the soundtrack is really good. Mm-hmm. The visuals are gorgeous. Uh, and the theme and the heart. Talk about so much heart in that movie. Uh, I, I about cried at the end yeah. of the film. You, uh, you know, there's one small thing that ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go into spoiler territory. Sure. But there's one voice that made me know the twist, which is Char- Charlize Theron's voice. Oh, okay. Because I knew who I I'm like, okay, no, that's the same voice. Okay. I'm, again, not going to go into details because sure. it's spoiler-ish. Sure. But I didn't catch on that I, easily. Okay. I was more engrossed with the story, so I wasn't paying attention to the technical. I think I have a thing for Charlize Theron's voice. I don't yeah. doubt it. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I think uh, all of us have a thing yeah. for Charlize Theron. And her voice and and, and, and yeah. a very talented actress. Very, very talented good. actress. Um, doesn't she have a movie or something coming out soon? No, she had one that uh, Tully or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 
I thought I mistook her for, oh, I almost mixed her up with Nicole Kidman in Destroyer. I was like, no, no. Yeah, no. Okay. So yeah, um, 2019. What's up? It's going to be, it's going to be a good one. Uh, hopefully. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. I'm excited for the Golden Globes. Yeah. Tomorrow. I'm Let's. probably not going to wait up and watch them, but no. I'll, uh, I'll read about them in the morning. Exactly. Um, we'll probably have a roundup about that next yeah, week. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about the them. Golden Globes, who won, who didn't, who we want to punch in the face. Cause I'm sure I'll have a problem. You, you want to punch a lot of people. I'll have a problem with somebody who won. I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine, would, imagine it, you not being like. Pissed off about something. I mean, that would be weird. You're making it seem like I'm always pissed off. Uh, like 22%. <laughs> very, very specific, specific number. Yeah. And, I'm, and, I'm, and we both know how bad we are at math. <laughs> on that note, if you want to follow us on our social media, you can uh, you can do so at uh, Alan Mahana on Instagram. And you can follow me on had.solo. Um, you can also, I'm sorry, the, the, uh, Queuing out music totally effed up right now. It's all right. Um, I can so sing I'll, a song. This yeah, is a song for the broken heart. Thank there you. we go. Thank there you. we go. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can follow me on Al Mahana as well on Twitter. You can follow me at Al Mahana, becoming way more active on Twitter. You can follow Hod at Hod.Solo. On can, Instagram, not On Twitter. Instagram. Uh, you can listen to our show on Anchor. Please leave us a message. We're yep. going to be making a massive announcement in the coming months um, about something that we're preparing. Yeah, but the more messages, the better. The more messages, the better. The more emails or feedback or DMs talking about our show, the better. Um, we love you guys. Uh, we didn't wish you, we didn't wish anybody a happy new year, did yeah, we? Yeah, we did, we did. We did on the yeah. roundup. Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah, we did, yeah, we did. Um, you can watch the show on YouTube you and on Facebook. You can watch the show Facebook. on YouTube on, and on Facebook. I want to thank anybody who listened to my audio essay, my first audio essay and gave Check me feedback. Check them out. They're really good. They're really good um, guys. So I want to thank anybody who listened and gave me feedback on that. It was very, very, very helpful. So thank you, thank you, thank you for that. And yeah, we are out of here. We'll see you next see week. You next week.